tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the tennis.com podcast. I am Ed McGrogan talking with Pete Bodo. Uh, I wanted to catch up with you, Pete, before before the WTA Championships semifinals begin this weekend. It's not too much longer after the last round robin match just ended. That was Victoria Azarenka beating Lina. So she goes through, uh, will play um, Maria Sharapova in uh, tomorrow's semifinal, and then you're going to have also Agnieszka Radwanska face Serena Williams. Uh, Radwanska also won a winner-take-all match today. And as you saw, you know, this is the top four women from the WTA season making it to the last four. Um, you know, pretty good showing, I think, for the tour as a whole when you consider, you know, people question kind of the validity of the rankings for so long. Yeah, you've got to like really what Azarenka was able to accomplish. I mean, look, if she lost to Lee Na today, she goes out of the championships, could potentially lose the number one ranking to Maria Sharapova. And, you know, it kind of it would have ended things on a bummer and people would have a lot of questions. But really, I think, you know, uh, Azarenka became just the 11th woman to finish as a year-end number one. Uh, the year number one has taken kind of a beating uh, in the past couple of years, really, because of how a fact that Wozniacki had it for the past two years in a row without really winning a major championship. So now I think order has been restored because, look, Azarenka had a, a Djokovic-esque year in terms of the number of matches she's played and how many she's won. I mean, the stats you know, are pretty remarkable. I think she, she won something. I think this was like her 69th win. So, you know, this was well-deserved. She was as consistent as Wozniacki had been in the past two years. She, but she won more matches, and she won a Grand Slam and some other big tournaments. So it's uh, it was a good thing for the WCA. Yeah, and, and um, you know, I think not only to kind of legitimize her ranking as number one, she even said after the match, a little interview, she said, kind of a quote, she said, you cannot say anything about women's tennis after after the uh, questioner asked her kind of about how the top four made their way to the weekend here. Um, it's definitely, a I think, a step in the right direction for WTA, many steps, considering what we were seeing the past couple of years, I think that's kind of really what you're alluding to there. Um, and, you know, let's kind of just look at the two semifinals that are going to occur tomorrow. Like I said, Serena Radwanska, uh, Sharapova, Azarenka. Uh, first of all, you know, which one of those do you think is the better match? I think there's kind of compelling reasons for both. Uh, both are both have a lot of history. Serena Radwanska is the Wimbledon final, and Maria Sharapova and Azarenka is the Australian Open final from this year. Well, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Sharapova uh, uh, Azarenka rematch in a sense. I mean, I mean, Azarenka's really sort of cleaned up on Maria this year. I think. A lot of it is on Maria's racket, and I'm a little bit tired of seeing Maria, you know, Maria kind of go for too much and hit a lot of double faults, and then have Azarenka just, you know, kind of win the match. I mean, you know, that's, I mean, it's, you know, you get a mental image of of those two playing each other pretty easily. Whereas I think Serena Radwanska is really kind of intriguing for me. I mean, look, Serena's played great, um, uh, maybe not in this tournament, but she's played great, great this year. She's won. I mean, maybe the Azarenka's comment about the WTA is not quite accurate because look. You have a player who's not in the hunt, who's not going to be ranked number one now. Obviously, now that Azarenka clinched it, who won the two basically the two biggest major tournaments because I think the U.S. Open and Wimbledon, are, you know, probably um, 
you know, still at the top of the heap in terms of Grand Slam titles. So Serena won both of those, yet, you know, she's she's nowhere near the top in terms of point the points race and stuff. So that's that's a little awkward for the WK. But I getting back to the Red Ronsko match, I think she can I think she's going to, you know, give Serena a little bit of trouble. I think uh, if, if her legs hold up, she had a three-and-a-half-hour match today, of course, with, with Sarah Irani. And she's been kind of the eye-opener of the tournament. I, I think Irani had a terrific tournament, even though she did not qualify for the semis, because she battled right to the end with everybody. Yeah, the Rodwanska factor, I think you're right, it definitely ties into that uh, fatigue from today, three hours, 29 minutes, and... Um, you know, this is a tricky tournament uh, in terms of scheduling, especially when you compare it to what the ATP does. Uh, the World Tour Finals in London is actually an eight-day event. This is going to be a six-day event, and many players are going to be playing three matches three days in a row, some four days in a row, at, at the bare minimum three out of four days. So it's a it's a tough event from that perspective. And I do, but to talk about Serena, I guess as well. Um, she did go three and zero in in this in the round robin setting, and that's really all that needs to be said. I will say that some of the matches were perhaps unserena like when you compare it to really her dominance at the U.S. Open, uh, Wimbledon, things like that. That's really kind of nitpicking, but um, I, I do think I do think your point's well taken about the sort of the Azarenka um, Sharapova dynamic that we've seen it time and time again this year. It's just a, a really poor matchup for Sharapova. Uh, her serve really gets exposed traditionally in this match. Um, and it, it does kind of seem to set up for that re-rematch of Azarenka versus Serena that was kind of, you know, hype, a little lost in the hype in the, in the round robin because it didn't mean anything for Serena, but it will mean a lot if they make the final. Well, that's absolutely true. I mean, I think that was, uh, you know, that was, you, could, you could look at that as a, as a tune-up tournament, you know, for for uh, for both women, really. And I think that just the psychology is going to be entirely different. And, uh, and look, you never know. And this is, the, you know, the thing with Sarita, with Rodwanska also, is I'm, I'm not saying Rodwanska could cause some damage here simply because Serena maybe hasn't played as well as at the U.S. Open or anything. But I just think Rodwanska, you know, taking this three-and-a-half-hour toll, the toll of the three-and-a-half-hour match out of the picture for a second, Rodwanska is a very, very tricky player. And if you don't bring your A game, if you're a little bit off, if you're not really getting your first serve in, uh, if you're forced to rally to go into long points and stuff, she plays a little inspired. She could really, she could really hurt you. I think there's more, you know. I think there's real kind of potential for something interesting happening there. I think Agnieszka, you know, uh, and and with the other match, you know, Sharapova, we know Azarenka is going to expose how badly she moves, uh, and that's one of the main recurring themes I think that we get with those two. So uh, yeah, well, uh, but of course, a Serena, the Serena. Uh, as a Renka match, now that you know it's it's with all the marbles on the table, there's a lot for it in Serena. And it's if Serena goes out and wins this match, she's yet made another statement about saying, "Look, yeah, the woman just clinched the number one ranking for the end of the year, and look, you know, here I go. I've you know, she's toast three, she's you know, every, three, every six, four, and turn around. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, it's definitely kind of a. That, there is, you know, for all people say about what year-end championships don't really offer because the majors are over with and behind us, uh, you know, that's certainly a match that I think would tell us a lot more than what we've seen in previous years and potentially could really be um, perhaps the biggest year-end match uh, in all of tennis, especially it kind of depends on how the ATP rankings might shake out if, if Djokovic could have that clinch. If not, 
that's obviously a different story entirely. But, you know, that's a match obviously getting a little ahead of ourselves here that, uh, you know, may tell us a lot about 2013 as well. You never know. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, now one of the other things I think I think if you look at the quality of the play in this in this tournament, I think the quality of the play in the lower orders, other than the alternate Stozer, of course, who was a disaster, was kind of impressive. I mean, look, Kerber did not win a match. She played very good tennis here. I mean, she had match points on on, on uh, Azarenka. She, you know, she, you know, she, you know, uh, I can't believe she's walking away with an 0-2 record. And by the same token, Sarah Irani has given people fits and starts here, and she she really really took it to. Uh, but Wanska today, I mean, it kind of raises the issue for Irani, who's also in the doubles. You know, uh, she's making a great effort here of whether she should be playing as much doubles as she's played because she did look a little fatigued at the end of that match today with Rodwanska. May have had something to do with her losing. No, uh, absolutely about the uh, the alternates. Uh, it was a lot of pretty good tennis this week, I think, overall. Even the straight sets and matches, I didn't. There were really hardly too many total wipeouts, blowouts here, and. Um, you know, I think kind of going coming off the heels from last year in Istanbul, I think this this tournament got a little bit of momentum because of I think the fan reception and really just the play overall, and that that definitely seemed to carry over this year. So I think and overall, the crowd looked pretty good. You know, yep. it's, it's yeah, not think, always true uh, of the WTA championships. I mean, it, it was disastrous when they were held, when they were held in LA. It was horrible. But I mean, Istanbul really seems to have caught the fever here. I mean, I, I know they're going to be chasing the money and trying to go somewhere. You know, somewhere else, uh, if they don't get a decent offer and deal with Istanbul to renew, they're there for another year, I guess. Uh, but I would love to see you know them develop that because it seems like they like it there. It's it's, it's an interesting city. Uh, they've done a very good job, I think, in terms of the overall organization and, and how the tournament's been shown and promoted. So I'm kind of pulling for them to stay there for a little while. Yeah, no, definitely a connection, I think, to the Eastern Europe where we're seeing you know so many more um, – of the top players really playing from where Gwadwanska, a lot of the Serbian players, of course. So it's a, it's kind of a natural little uh, avenue into that part of the world that I think is getting a lot of attention in tennis. So um, it, it's a nice uh, nice week overall for a pretty good year, I think most people would contend for WTA. So um, thank you, Pete. Good stuff. And we will watch over the weekend, and you'll be back Monday with your wrap-up on it all. So. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.